0: spooky it's october you know what that means creepy people out there it's time for history creeps and halloween of course we have a special episode on tap for you i am one of your hosts uh the adorably spooky johnny townsend and with me as always are my friends carter johnson and
1: christopher chavez yo yo Howdy. So, The Purge. Uh, <laughs> just jump right into it. <laughs> Listeners will be like, whoa, go right what? It. Yeah, uh, this is a horror right movie. This is the horror movie spectacular for people. Yeah, we're going to just talk a little, a little bit about horror movies. We'll finish the show with some fun facts. Uh, but right before we started recording, and then I said, you know what? Let's start the show because let's talk about this. Um, we were talking about The Purge. Carter just said he saw the first Purge. I said, oh, the one from years ago. Uh, we played – basically we played the, the Who's On First uh, yes. game <laughs> with the pur- Purge movies. No, the first Purge. Yeah, so the one from that's chronologically released or uh, – no, the first Purge. <laughs> I'm, telling yeah. you,
2: I'm telling you guys, they should have just called it the Purge year one because like every That's one better. of them has, you know, the Purge, the Purge anarchy, the Purge election year. Yeah. You should have just called it Purge year one.
1: I think I've only the, seen the first yeah. th- the first two. I never saw the rest of them. Dude, I haven't seen them all. Okay.
2: You the need, to see,
1: you need to
2: see three. <laughs> you need to see three because Frank Grillo's back in it.
1: Interesting. I'll check the them comp, all out.
2: The cop from the second one. It's, yeah. It's, it's, dude, it's really good. Like
1: I'll this check is all. Out. Just so you
0: guys know, this is all uh, blibber blabber to me. You know, who, <laughs> Johnny. You know who Frank Grillo is. He's uh, crossbones. Oh, I know who crossbones is. Yeah,
2: you know. Yeah, you know who yeah. I'm talking so about. So
0: crossbones, crossbones is the,
2: you're the guy you're really pissed off that he's with friggin' Hydra.
0: <laughs> yeah, the guy who gets kind of wasted and defeated too easily, in my opinion. Oh,
2: easily. Uh, he'll be back.
0: He got
1: blown
2: up. They wasted him,
1: dude. He should have been the <laughs> Punisher. Spoiler alert: He's in
2: pieces. He should have been the Punisher. Speaking of horror like, I've been movies. saying that for years. He's
1: in pieces. Uh, so yeah, the idea behind the purge, though, is a disturbing idea. We were talking about how it's crazy how this I, I this disturbing idea, made it into things, the popular culture. Johnny referenced the fact that like, uh, oh, you come across an idiot and you're like, you know, this is why we need the purge, kind of a thing, um, or. Rick and Morty, you know, uh, The Purge plays it's uh, a part in the storyline in that there's a full planet in which the Purge goes down, um, which reminded me, did you guys ever see this? I think it was like a, a video on YouTube from a year ago or two years ago, uh, where. Now, I don't, I don't know how true this is. It was video footage in some other country. Uh, somebody's standing in a balcony at, in some apartment building, filming the streets below. And it's all of these people just dressed with masks and stuff, just beating the crap out of cars going by, like throwing shit at them, trying to attack drivers. And, and it was posted as that, like, this is a legit thing. People are really trying to create a purge night. Ugh, Have dude. you seen this?
2: I I haven't, but like, it wouldn't surprise me.
1: I'll see if I can find the video, and I'll post it on the Facebook History Creeps Facebook page, uh, just because I'd like to know if viewers, have, uh, listeners, have seen this first of all, but whether or not they think it's real. Because I don't know if it's that. Uh, who knows? They could have literally been filming behind the scene, you like lit a, a bootleg footage of a film being made. You know what I mean? Like maybe it is yeah. a version of the, uh, a scene from The Purge. But uh, when I saw this, it was it was it was shared around as legit footage of somebody that was you know filming some crime going down, and it was just this whole gang. We of know people
2: that's that's actually interesting because and this is a minor spoiler for you, Chris and Johnny. I know you don't really give a shit <laughs> uh, to to put it to put it bluntly um in the third purge movie, there are people from other countries coming to america just to, to do participate it participate on purge night oh and, and, and every time i watch that one i'm like would that be legal though because they're not american citizens like <laughs> is it the same thing as like if i go to amsterdam like it's totally cool for me to smoke weed and stuff You know? right
1: right right like
2: i'm basically afforded the same
1: well right i would have that I su- as
2: anybody that lives there you i know, would assume so citizen.
1: i would assume so because it has to do with the law of the land not the law over the people who are citizens of that land You know what I mean? Like if you go to another country and there's laws that say you can't spit in the streets just because you're American doesn't mean you're allowed to spit in the streets. They'll arrest you.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like, you know, if you're and if the whole point of the purge is that all crime is legal, then wouldn't even that, you know, be, oh, well, you're coming here to participate in the purge night. That's illegal, but it's purge night. So you can't do anything. It's
1: perfectly fine. I think
2: in the in the new in the first purge, there's literally two people having sex on the hood of a car as they're driving by, and the guy's like, "Well, it is illegal that that
1: is them purging it is illegal. oh my God, <laughs> it's weird though, how like oh, I guess that's the whole point to the film. The whole film series is the commentary on how many people would literally when it's purge night, the idea is to Dude. be able to purge you know get that out of your system that almost everyone gravitates to murder. Do you know what I mean?
2: Well, no, if you if you watch Purge 3 and Purge 4, okay. Which is the first purge, okay. In Purge 3, you see people having anti-purge parties where they're literally just partying. Right. They're not doing anything illegal other than but when you say you know, anti purge loud and like they're right. not out like killing people and stuff. They're just drinking and having a good time.
1: And that's my point. When you say anti purge that that means that the literal term purge is tied to murder. Is the ability to murder without consequence. In, in a
2: way, yeah, because if you watch in Purge Two, they they tell you that all the financial districts in the country lock down and move their money out. So right. you can't go rob a bank. Yeah, And a lot of the purge three, you get to see that a lot of the store owners lock up their stores and they have to get purge insurance so that anything that happens during that time is covered under their insurance policies.
1: What a racket, dude. What a racket. We're going to create the purge and we're also going to sell you the insurance.
2: In purge three, it's uh, Bubba Gump or not Bubba Gump, (laughs) Bubba, Bubba Buford Blue. And he owns a store and they cut off his purge coverage the night before the purge. So he literally has to sit on top of, on the roof of his store with a rifle and like guard
0: his store all night. Purge five is gonna all be all about Geico. Where
1: where yeah. are you where are you two from? Greenbow, Alabama? <laughs> what are you, twins? <laughs> we are not relation.
0: Oh, dude. What if I'm, what if what if Geico came out with one heck of a commercial <laughs> that took place every Purge night? Oh my god. The little gecko's just walking
1: around. As You're as murders are happening around
2: I would rather watch Purge 2, 3, or 4 because Ethan Hawke dies at the end of the first Purge, and I don't like that. <laughs> Any movie where they kill Ethan Hawke off, I'm not okay with that.
0: Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know he was in it.
2: It's Yeah, it's it's, it's the first one is Ethan Hawke and Lena Headey from Game of Thrones, and they're a, a married couple, and they're pretty much anti-Purge. They just kind of lock up their house with like metal barricades and stuff and stay in all night.
1: Oh, man. uh, Purge. Purge night. Johnny. Yes. Hocus Pocus. Yes. <laughs> I want to make you feel a little better. I, I want you to help purge all this kind of stuff to make you feel a little <laughs> better. Uh, So you watched Hocus Pocus. We dropped your thoughts and review on that on Patreon. Because on Patreon, we are trying to throw up, as in vomit, uh or purge as ma- purge as many pieces purge. of audio and treats as we can we 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 want to do 31 days i'm going to be honest i'm behind a day, so there's going to be two pieces of audio going up today the, the one that you sent carter and i have one ready to go but literally that's my pe-
2: fault i did i should have no, sent it to you yesterday
1: bro no no stress bro uh but when this comes out people will it'll be caught up so it's not a big deal um but so the idea is, John. I put up a list of thirty-one films that I'm watching over Halloween, and what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, record my thoughts on all the films, and I'll throw them up on, uh, vomit them and purge them up on the Patreon, as well as, as if you're uh, if if you are a patron, you'll know. As well as we're doing readings of creepy pastas. Uh, I actually found a couple of. Do you remember that those bo- that book series, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark? Yes, I, bro. Well,
2: yeah, I have one.
1: Ha- ha- you know what? Don't don't stay on Creepypastas, dude. If you want to do some of those readings, do them because I'm doing a couple of those as Sweet. well. Uh, awesome. Those will be available. We're going to try to get maybe a couple of special episodes that will be available on, uh, on Patreon this month. Uh, but, Johnny, you did Hocus Pocus. That's part yes. of your list. Uh, what else do you have upcoming on your list that you're looking forward to watching this Halloween season?
0: Right, well, don't I'll let have... me down, Johnny. Don't let me down. I don't think I will. Uh, of course <laughs> – when it comes to horror films, I'm the aficionado. Uh, not only do I have Hocus Pocus, I also have uh, What We Do in the Shadows, uh, which is a
1: fantastic movie. I've never seen it. What is that?
0: Oh my gosh, you've never seen it? It's no. got. Uh, I've seen it either. So it's it's got one of the. It's it's like a mockumentary, I guess, the best way to put it. I was gonna say because it sounds it's
1: right? it sounds like a, a legit horror movie, like what it, we, do. It, you know it, what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. The title makes it sound like a legit straight up horror movie. Like that yeah. could be a straight up horror movie title.
0: But then when you hear the words that Johnny wants to see it again, they probably should take that away from well, you. Well no, this is the <laughs> one with Court, right? It's got the uh one of the guys from Flood of the Concords is in it, Jermaine I always oh, I, yeah. I always forget his last name. Uh but anyway, uh, the the gist of it is they're they're a fam- they're like some vampires who live together and these cameras are doing a documentary on them and following them around. <laughs> and, and they meet some werewolves during this and it's all played for comedy and it's really really funny i, I love this movie
1: have you recorded so, yeah. have you recorded your thoughts yet no not yet not yet uh to be honest I highly, i'd like to highly, che-
0: highly recommend it
1: to be honest i'd like to check it out and if you want i'll get in on it with you i'll talk i'll, I'll guest on your on your uh review of it heck yeah i'm very curious what your thoughts will be it sounds like it. an awesome movie so i want to check that out
0: yeah it's very very funny and uh I highly recommend it if you if you haven't seen it out there, please go watch it. It's very good. Uh, and then next I have the classic uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. Yes. Which seen legit terrified me as a child because that troll is <laughs> oh, that troll was terrifying. terrifying. <laughs> yes. There's one part there's one scene where that little girl's in the bed and she turns around. She like oh, she goes over no, in bed no. and that no. troll just staring right at her. No. Yeah.
1: <laughs> terrifying. I remember yeah. when I was younger, I totally thought that these earnest movies had a chronological like order to them. You know what I mean? You, yeah. They got to feel like, it, right? like, I feel like he <laughs> went through all that stuff in the Halloween before he came <laughs> across. Santa. <laughs> You know what I mean? And it was like way before Halloween, maybe during the summer when he had not much to do when he was at the bank and ended up in jail. (laughs) Do you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And then, of course, uh, the spring he was at camp. Exactly. See? Yeah. See? And then (laughs) he saved Christmas. Or maybe I I was going to say he saved Christmas. You just (laughs)
1: have to vice versa. You just have to do – actually, it would have to be the bank in the spring and summer camp. It would be the camp.
0: Yeah, there we go. Yeah.
1: <laughs> the year of Ernest. That's literally his his one year of adventures. And then that's it. Nothing else happened. That's why we got no more movies.
0: Yeah, he's a he's a hero though. He's a hero. <laughs> exactly. Uh, exactly. I'm also also having on here the great uh It's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown.
1: Nice. I watch that
0: every year. Uh that's followed up by my favorite all time Halloween special, which was the Garfield Halloween special. Oh, good one. Which is also has some very terrifying parts in it if you're a child.
2: <laughs> I remember that.
0: Yeah, there's one point where um this scary old man turns around in a chair, and he's terrifying. And then these <laughs> ghost pirates come out, and they're pretty terrifying as well. Uh, also, this is a newer one that came out a couple of years ago. The sequel's about to come out this year. But the first Goosebumps movie? I never which, saw it. It's guess, actually a fun. I haven't lot of seen fun. it, but I want to see it. It's a lot of fun, honestly. They they do a good job. I really enjoyed it.
1: That's how I would go in. Like I'd go in expecting it to be fun because, like, I remember liking the loving the Goosebumps series, and you yeah. already kind of know the the you know the feel of R.L. Stein, his his the right. way he writes. So I'm not going in this looking for you know what I mean, like super scary or super uh, complicated storyline. It, it's just completely no. about a fun you know ride. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Exactly, yes. Uh, then I'm going to follow that up with Ghostbusters.
1: Oh, perfect.
0: Good man. Yeah. Got to do Ghostbusters.
1: I feel like the three uh, of us I should might do a Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters review well. show.
0: Oh, yeah. We can all three do Ghostbusters. I feel like we should. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I'm going to follow it up with another classic called Young Frankenstein.
1: Oh, yes. Another and great it's one.
2: Frankenstein.
0: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yes.
1: <laughs> it's, well, I it's <laughs> I suppose it's pronounced way. Igor.
2: I go <laughs> That's a great movie,
1: man. So your grandfather works for my grandfather or my grandfather works for your grandfather. It's such it's such a
0: great movie, it's so quotable. Uh, all
1: of it, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh
0: then I'm going to follow that up with I have I was trying to choose between uh I have two movies of M. night's Shevelon's that I really love. One of them well actually three from kind of Breakable, but one of them will be Signs and the other one is uh uh, the Sixth Sense. Both I consider very, very good, and I love them both. Uh, I'll probably end up watching both this month, but I'll put signs on my list because I think last year I watched The Sixth Sense, so I'm just alternating. Nice.
2: I don't know, man. There's some stuff in Lady in the Water that's pretty scary.
0: Never saw that one. It's I remember.
2: Good. It's,
0: it's good. It's not his best by far. Uh, I would. I, I don't know. Like, I'm a big Paul Giamatti fan, and he's in it, so yeah. that kind of gives it a lot of leeway for me. Well listen man
2: I, I, all I can say is this when you're an artist and you have kids like something changes yeah like like ne- like there's like there's a movie on Netflix called Cargo have you seen that one or seen the seen it I'm- on Netflix
0: I've seen it on Netflix. No, I haven't yeah. It's it.
2: Mar- it's Martin Freeman from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy and he's trying to save his daughter from like a zombie apocalypse but she's a baby and he's got a carrier on his back the whole time. Ooh, and so I, want and to I see was this. literally yes. like I am not- dude if something happens to the baby I am not watching this. Like I'm waiting for one of my buddies to watch it and tell me nothing <laughs> happens to the baby before I even go near this movie. That's like
0: no, I, I I like Martin Freeman a lot. I need to watch <laughs> I do that. too. Yeah, I do yeah. too.
1: Carter, you sound like Aaron. My wife, she's loves dogs huge dog lover you know what i mean uh, as far as she's concerned four logs four legs good two legs bad uh and she refuses to watch the movie i am legend because she knows something happens to the dog uh,
0: that Oh, part, dude, that part's
2: so heartbreaking like, yeah, she refuses like she will the not worst parts of that movie she will not yeah, so
1: i haven't seen it either so i uh but yeah i get what you're saying in but, but i know you
0: know what happens then since you brought it up yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah, yeah for sure yeah, yeah uh you
0: read the book, right?
1: No, I've never read the book.
0: you never read the book? No. The book
1: is awesome. Oh, well, I've got to put that on my list of books to read that I haven't got to in years, dude.
2: And I Am Le- I am Legend is the third time they've turned it into a movie.
1: I knew that. I knew that that's been uh, adapted a few times. Um, yeah, there's
2: one with Vincent Price.
1: Ooh, really? It's
2: called Last Man on Earth, where ah. he plays Robert Neville. Dude, it's, it's literally a, almost a direct adaptation of the book. It's
0: great. Now, John— I'm I'm gonna have to check that out because Vincent Price. It's good, is awesome. man. It's it's so good.
1: I was about to ask you, Johnny. Is Vincent Price up your alley? His kind of old school horror films.
0: Yeah. See, that's the thing. I do love like the old school black and white. Oh ones, yeah, like, man. Yeah, like Frankenstein. You know, and yeah, the, oh, the, the Universal. And- Hill. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'll watch those. Yeah.
1: Classic. Uh, yeah, I classic to, I think I brought this up before. I may have brought it up at some point. If I did, I don't care because uh, I love this movie. I love talking about it. Have either of you guys seen Don Knotts' uh Don Knotts in The Ghost and Mr. Chicken?
0: Yes. A long, long time ago.
1: I love I've, this movie so much. I need to find it and watch it again. It's been forever. I will send it to and you.
2: And we all have our child we all have like our childhood, you know everybody's like why do you like that movie? And you're yeah. like, I don't know, man. I just do. Like right. all you gotta
1: say is the words Don Knotts, and well, I'm on board. Yeah, it's three things. It's Don Knotts, it's childhood nostalgia, and then it's it's creepy. The entire story is got a creep feel. The idea is is he's kind of like a bumbling reporter who's on Don the Knotts? Yeah, on the on the <laughs> he's on the low totem pole of the reporters at this, you know, at this place, and he's trying to make his name. And there's, they're coming up on the anniversary of this, hu- this murder, this famous murder in this little town, at this house that's considered haunted. It's been empty for years, right? And during this time, there's also this, this thing where they're about the banks about to take over the house and and tear it down. And there's like this historical society that wants to keep the house around. Uh, well, Don Don Knotts' character is charged with, uh, hey, you want to write an article? You want to make a name for yourself? Spend a night in that house on the anniversary of the murders. Right. So he does. And all this weird, crazy stuff happens. He writes about it and no one believes him. Uh, But it's, it's one of these kinds of movies. It's really cool. It's, it's, it's a sweet movie, but it still has that, that, like that family friendly kind of creepy feel to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I, I, yes, exactly. And I absolutely love it. It's black and white, uh, but I love it. It's to me, it's just one of the, one of the better films, those old school films. And when you watch him, you can tell like it's that old school style of acting too. You know what I mean?
0: No, oh, you cannot. Yeah. You cannot go wrong with Don Knotts. I mean, no, you got dude. the Apple Dumpling Gang. You got the oh, shakiest gun yes. in the West.
2: Incredible, Mr. Limpet. Yes. Incredible Mr. Limpet. Yes. Yeah.
1: Love it, dude.
0: Yeah, That's and I, he's the reason I watch the Andy Griffith Show to this day is because of him.
1: <laughs> Why, so. Andy? I tell you. <laughs> Only got
2: one bullet. <laughs> and you're watching it and you're going, you're telling me this little toe ki- toe-headed kid over here directed Apollo 13? Really? <laughs> Isn't
1: that wild? It blows I you know, away, right? It's,
2: that's crazy.
1: Blows you away. <laughs> uh, and he put his brother in everything. So that's awesome also.
2: Dude, I love Clint Howard. How can you go wrong with Clint Howard? He's an American man, treasure. Man
1: royalty. American treasure, man. Um, so right. what do you
2: think, Johnny? Are you going to add Fright Night to your list or what? I already
0: forgot what it was.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <The> vampire movie. <laughs> it's an '80s remake. Uh, of, of uh, it's a remake of an '80s vampire movie, but it's really cool.
2: I yeah, I I, I get a lot of flack for it, but I actually do love the remake. Too. I like the original. I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I love the original yeah. movie, and yeah. it's a classic, and it still holds up. But.
1: The remake like, is really like cool, but I feel like Johnny would love the original. Like I think his tastes, he would love that. You know what I mean? He
2: he probably would love the original too, because it,
0: it you can't. I
2: mean, first of all, you can't go wrong with Roddy McDowell.
0: <laughs> I'm going to look it up because I don't, I don't, I don't know anything you, about it you'd <laughs> yeah. like both of them johnny yeah. i mean I would,
1: I would suggest the 80s one honestly knowing johnny i would probably suggest the 80s one there's nothing wrong with the newer version but it does try to take a darker feel than the 80s which had a very comedic tone to well, it well the
0: poster oh, it, was
2: different, it was different vampires right then,
0: right you know, the like, poster's terrifying for the <laughs> 80s one Yes, it's like just like a house with a light on and a cloud over it with a scary face above. It. Bro, don't yeah. spend the
2: night. Don't spend the night over my garage when you guys come into town because I got that poster signed and framed on the wall. Bro. Oh,
0: that's <laughs>
1: so awesome, dude! Don't worry about the poster; it in no way reflects the tone of the film. Trust me.
0: Trust me. I still want to see the Burbs. That's the one I really want to oh. see. Oh, I love
2: the. Have you Have you seen the the Have you gotten the Blu-ray yet, Johnny?
0: Of the Burbs. Yeah. No, I want to see it. I haven't done any Shout, of any that kind Shout of stuff. Shout
2: Factory just put out a Blu-ray of The Burbs, and it's got an alternate cut of the movie on it.
1: Stop! What's the difference?
2: Um, a lo- it's missing some of the like special effects. Like, there's no like. Oh, okay. Remember how the remember how the movie starts with like him like closing in on Earth? You know, Dude, and slowly that is, like that is, the me, comes up to
1: me. That is one of the coolest intros to a movie. That every time when I was a younger kid, when I was younger, and I used to want to write movies, I wrote so many movies that started from space looking at earth that zoomed straight into the street from space i loved yep. it so freaking much i thought it was the coolest thing
2: well that's kind of like not there in whole
1: oh wow it's like missing
2: pieces and stuff like it's like a work print of the movie it's I got see. a different ending on it where he actually
1: does i was gonna say don't don't ruin the ending for johnny
2: um it's yeah, got a I little, do want to lot see of it's... interviews and stuff with like the cast and and Joe Dante and uh, nice the guy that wrote it. There's a commentary with Dante and the uh, and the writer on it.
0: So here's the thing I'm ashamed of. Like I really am a big fan of Tom Hanks. He's one of my favorite actors, and I pretty much watched every movie he's done. And then Chris said, "Hey, have you ever seen The Burbs?" And I was like, "I don't even think I've heard of this."
2: You never heard of the Burbs, bro? And
1: then
0: and then he sent me a tra- the trailer, and I'm like, I have to see this
1: movie. Yeah, dude, that so, movie
2: is amazing. I love the Burbs. So
1: Johnny, I'm gonna share a folder with you in Dropbox. Uh, okay. With oh, but you don't like watch. You're gonna have to hook it up to your TV, dude. You're gonna have to hook it up. I'll, hook,
0: I'll hook it up. I got the cord for it.
1: You'll have to do it, but I can share that with you. I'll, I'll send you Ghost and Mr. Chicken. Uh, yes, I've even do. got the '80s Fright Night, so I'll send that to you as well.
0: Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. I, I promise you guys, I will watch. All through these movies and report back. That'll be awesome. Oh, Johnny, I got a – speaking of which, I got a horrid
2: uh, hard movie trailer reviews trailer for you. Okay. What it's literally it? – and Chris probably knows this movie too. It's literally one of the greatest B science fiction movies of the 80s. It's called Deep Star 6.
1: Deep Star 6. It sounds super familiar.
2: It's Greg Evigan and like uh, – neo-peoples and like it's almost like alien underwater it's kind of like leviathan with peter weller
0: maybe i wrote it down so i'd I'm have to
2: i'd
1: it. have to check it johnny out johnny the
2: trailer the trailer you're going to be like wow i know exactly what this movie's about.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well
0: awesome, guys awesome. Uh, to get us back on track here yeah uh there's a movie that's coming out very soon the reviews that i've seen so far because even if I'm not interested in a movie, I'm still, for whatever reason, I'm interested in reviews for it. Uh, the reviews are very positive for this movie. Yes. The, you know the, this uh, movie
2: is a part of pop culture. The
0: man. sequel. That's true, yes. So even though I've never seen these
1: films, I, of course, know of You've them. never
2: even seen the first one?
1: No, of course not. Who, who are you Johnny. talking to? Johnny. Johnny can't. he man. couldn't watch the first one. Not that it would scare him, but I think it would be too much. It's not like it's super overdone with gore, but what they're doing, like literally what's happening to characters in the film, he's not going to be down for probably not. Oh, okay. yeah but yeah still. exactly it's it's definitely tamer for a lot of the the horror movies we have nowadays and i'm it really sure is, and i'm man. sure the uh i'm sure this remake is definitely would blow it out of the wall it's not even a remake it's the sequel but it's considered the second so we're talking about Halloween let's get that out there yes uh the film john carpenter's halloween made history for being one of the most you know uh, popular, uh, highest-grossing indie films of all time. The movie was an independent film. He was a kid making f- films like kids do, just kind of, you know what I mean? He'd like made
0: two, yeah, movies even the, yeah, that. even the mask that they used for the the villain was like a repurposed, <laughs> William Shatner, William Shatner, Shatner mask.
1: mask,
2: yeah, yeah. exactly. See,
1: even I knew that. I knew that much. Uh, yeah, and,
2: he'd made two movies before that: Dark Star and uh, Assault on Precinct Thirteen,
1: right. Um, But this kind of film is just kind of like it was literally one of these films where you can just, you know, he had a certain vision of what it would look like, uh, put it out there. And it wasn't expected to be like, hey, make this film and make sure you make us all this money and make a blockbuster. It was like, here, we'll we'll fund it and have fun with it. Um, But good Lord, what we got out of it. We literally got slasher films. Um, We got an iconic uh, horror, you know, uh, uh, figure one of the first exactly uh, He
2: predates Freddie. He predates yep. Jason. The only one he doesn't predate is Leatherface, right?
1: Uh, which Leatherface was more along the lines of realistic horror in terms of, yeah. in terms of like, Hey, we're basing this on the fact that Ed Gein was a real dude, uh, that people, l- you know, do skin others alive and wear their clothes, wear them as clothes. And
2: Leatherface can probably, you know, you could shoot him in the head and he'd die.
1: Right. The idea behind this, uh, not that people don't go and stalk people and kill them, but it's rare that someone does this the whole getup with masks and stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, Only
2: in Purge movies, dude.
1: <laughs> Purge and the Strangers, but uh, but yeah. So, oh, oh dude. So no. Halloween, though, is an iconic Halloween film. It is on my list of thirty-one days. It is every year. I watch this movie every year, and I watch it when it's not Halloween. I love well, the, there's, the yeah, film. There's
2: trick or treat, and there's Halloween. Exactly.
1: I mean,
0: that's
1: um. So what Johnny's referencing is the fact that they decided to do away with everything from Halloween two up to you, every one of can them. You
2: just can you just skip past that part, bro?
1: Yeah. I know it hurts your feelings. You don't oh, want to dude, it.
2: It, it, oh, it makes me so angry. I, gotta, I don't mind them skipping the other ones. I mind him skipping Halloween, too, because it's the same freaking night.
1: I said the same thing, Carter, but I'll tell you what. Based on what Johnny was saying, he read reviews, and what I heard was the same thing as what he read, but I also heard that, I, I don't know, I'll have to look and see if it's still the case, but I heard on Rotten Tomatoes that it was sitting at 100%.
0: I'll check it while you guys are
1: talking. Really? Yes, that everyone is saying this is phenomenal. I'm going to
0: check that while you guys are talking about it.
1: Uh, so I'm looking forward dude, to it. Nothing
2: gets a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Uh, it's very few. I think there has been one or two movies that have hold, held a hundred percent for a while, uh, but overall, yeah, dude, like it's. It, this is what I heard was the case, but I've heard the same thing. I've heard all reviews were glowing that this was a great film. Um and they did it the right way. So I'm kind of stoked for it. I'm really well, excited. Yeah.
2: You know what? In a way, Chris, that does make me feel better because I was worried about... Yeah, uh,
1: me too, dude.
2: What's his name? What's his name, Johnny? You guys know this. The asshole from Eastbound and Down.
1: Not oh, the actor. Yeah, I know who you're talking
0: uh, Yeah. I've seen Eastbound and Down. It's been <laughs> I a while, I was, Dude, when I, heard was the, when I heard
2: it was him and the guy that directed Pineapple Express, I was like, you have got to be kidding me do you want to just shit all over this franchise
0: really? i gotta tell you
1: it must it be just shocked
0: me you just shocked me but yeah danny mcbride was one of the writers
1: on this yeah and i gotta yeah. tell you it must be that these two guys loved the they, film apparently these they guys do, loved the first film so much and not that they probably not that they didn't love the second but they probably thought there's a lot with the second we could fix which makes all the rest of them null and void which because a lot of yeah, people but... are upset with some of the other films but
2: part of the <laughs> is that she's his sister
1: well that's true but even there's in also Rob
2: zombies remake they carry that over and it's the first movie not even the second movie
1: yeah but then you also have to deal with but you remember she died but then all of a sudden she wasn't dead or that she cut off his head but all of a sudden it wasn't well, I, have it was, some,
0: I have some trivia just because i heard this on a podcast
1: yeah what's that uh
0: that uh, jamie lee curtis originally i don't remember which one of the halloween movies it was she didn't want to do it anymore but the halloween the only, But the only reason that they got her to do it is that she said, well, if we do it, then he has to die. Yeah. Like she wants that character to die. And so they said, okay, that's what we're going to do. So they lied to her. Yep. And they knew they were lying to her to get her to do it. That's okay, crazy. then that
2: was that was Halloween 7 which is called H20.
1: Yeah, H2O. And then they
2: brought her back, they brought her back in the and at the beginning of Halloween 8, which is a freaking terrible movie. Johnny and Chris don't ever watch it if oh, you haven't Oh, I've I've seen,
1: already, I've seen all of them. Movie. I've seen every one of them. And that's my point. I hate like, that one. I'm okay with them getting rid of some of them. Uh and if I hear what they, what's coming out with this sequel, if, 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 if what they say is right, then I'm okay with the fact that I can say, you know what? Everything else is an alternate universe-style thing. I'll still accept it. I'll enjoy them for what they are. But I'm going to accept this sequel as the true sequel to the first. I have
0: to as see. A, as of right now, as of when we're recording this, it's at 85% okay. on Rotten Tomatoes. That's it's still really good. Consensus. That's very good still, especially, yeah. for, especially for a horror film. Uh, Those have a harder time getting positive scores it seems Uh, Critics Critics don't like them dude Halloween largely wipes the slate clean After decades of disappointing sequels Ignoring increasingly Elaborate mythology in favor of basic Yet still effective ingredients
2: Yes I'm okay I'm okay with like you know Halloween 8 Being wiped away Because I hate that one I'm not okay with losing Paul Rudd as Tommy
1: Doyle But you don't lose it again Alternate universe now if you can accept it as an alternate universe, like a, a literal – at some point right after the first film, in that literal two seconds after the what happens in the first film, there's a split in the timelines. And the one timeline has all that other stuff, and now we get to see what happens in this other timeline. You know what I mean?
0: And apparently from what I've heard on this, they don't try to like uh, make you sympathize at all with the villain. Uh, oh. You know they don't try to explain him or anything like that. He's just a he's just after Jamie Lee Curtis. He's okay, the well shape. That, yeah, he's that, the that's shape. Good. Yeah. So because uh, Michael so, uh,
2: was always scarier, like when you didn't,
0: yeah. You know, when yeah, that's when there all there's no characters. explanation. Exactly. That's why I never like. Side note: This is how I can relate to you guys. Uh, that's why I do not want, even though I'm, I'm, even though I'm excited to see what Phoenix can bring to the Joker role, I do not. Want to know his origin? It makes him scarier that he never tells you where he came from.
1: Right.
2: I don't want to see him in that makeup. <laughs> That's the worst, ma- dude. I'm serious. That is the worst Joker makeup I have ever seen. I that will counter. Always- I will and
0: counter. The thing you.
2: anybody says about Jared Leto is now like. Out the window after this freaking concert. no! I, oh gosh, this is better he than like, He looks like he looks like go. if you picked if I picked Heath Ledger as the Joker as player one, and you picked picked Heath Ledger as the Joker as player two. I saw
0: that meme. That's pretty funny, dude. But I'm just saying that they based his paint on uh, Gacy's clown pain and that's that's freaking terrifying to me no
2: i'm I'm totally okay with joaquin phoenix playing the joker
1: let's just yeah let's that see how I'm he pulls totally it okay off i'm it. sure he's gonna do an amazing job and the nice thing is uh which could kind of play into your thing johnny is this isn't the joker that's part of the dc universe so that one we still don't have a background on this is an elseworlds style universe that dc's building for cinema but that's not history creeps history creeps this week we're talking about Halloween. And we decided we were talking all that Halloween stuff because this week we found there was this cool list that I found and I wanted to kind of go over it just for fun. Uh it's 15 terrifying facts about John Carpenter's Halloween. The very first one. I mean, did you already look over this list Carter?
2: No, because I wanted I wanted to know if there was anything
1: good you know Same. new
2: that I didn't
0: know. You
1: Same know? with me, and I wanted to see how much we really knew about this film. Uh, yeah. And cr- Johnny, for you, this is probably going to be all new information.
0: It might be. I mean, I do know a few little facts just because it's pop culture, but
1: yeah. So uh, let's jump into it. Uh, you guys want to take turns reading some of these off, and then we'll talk about them.
0: I'm trying to find it. We talk a lot, guys. All right, I'll start. Yeah, we do.
1: I'll, uh, right, I found it. I I'll, got it. I'll jump on the first one here. Uh, Number one, it says, it took less than two weeks to write the script. This one I did know. Uh, Director John Carpenter Carpenter originally intended to call his movie The Babysitter Murders, but producer Erwin Yablins suggested that the story uh, may be more significant if it were based around a specific holiday, so the title was changed to Halloween. Carpenter and co-screenwriter Deborah Hill wrote the original script in just 10 days. Uh, I remember seeing an interview where he said, just doing that, just giving them the name Halloween, sparked such that like this this inspiration that it that's all it took. Ten days they had a full script ready to go,
2: and a lot of the uh, dialogue between the girls was uh, Deborah Hill. Yep, because apparently she had done she had been a babysitter like this a lot when she was younger
1: yeah that's why it felt very authentic because it was literally oh, she was yeah, writing dude. as a woman who spoke like that with her friends just not how what 10 years earlier
2: i and you know what i actually had the chance to meet pj souls at a convention oh nice and uh and she still she still looks like linda she still talks like linda i mean i sat there for 10 minutes going totally totally totally
1: She still got great. the same stab marks as linda <laughs> <kidding>. spoiler alert <laughs>
0: now i know what happens to linda <laughs>
1: Johnny,
2: so uh, it's been 40 years if you don't know already <laughs> so there you go uh
1: who wants to take number two i can do it it features
0: jamie lee curtis's feature debut so that i didn't yeah. know that this is her first big movie oh yeah bro this yep.
2: is the first time she's on screen
0: yep she was initially interested in the role because she loved Carpenter's 1976 film, Assault on Precinct 13, mm-hmm. and went on to audition for the part of Laurie Strode three separate times. Carpenter initially wanted actress Anne Lockhart for the role, but cast Curtis after her final audition, where she nailed the scene of Laurie looking out her window to see Michael Myers in her backyard, which just sounds terrifying to begin with. <laughs> Curtis, was re- Curtis has reprised the role as Laurie several times in the near 40 years since the original film's release, and also lent her voice in an uncredited appearance as a phone operator in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Oh, I
1: didn't know that. That's really cool.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, spoiler i'm pretty sure halloween 3 was one of the movies i covered for my johnny townsend's <laughs> Horde movie reviews it was it's amazing and that's
2: and that's one halloween movie that you could actually watch johnny because it has nothing to do with any of the other movies
0: i'm pretty sure i noted it on my review even though i've never seen it <laughs> uh, in 2018 she'll play laurie again when david gordon green will add yet another film to the franchise
1: interesting Yeah, I did know about this being her first film ever. I did not know about her uh, uncredited phone operator appearance in Season of the Witch.
0: Isn't that wild, though?
2: He does that a lot, man. Adrian Barbeau has an uncredited cameo as the chess computer in John Carpenter's The Thing. And it's the only female on the entire cast because it's an all-male cast. Yeah,
1: yeah. That's cool. Very nice. Carter, you want to take number three?
2: Yes, I'll take number three. This one I actually did know. Me too, yeah. Uh uh It was set in the Midwest, but it wasn't shot there, Uh, though. Halloween is set in the fictional town of Haddonfield, Illinois. Stop killing my dreams. (laughs) It was shot on location in South Pasadena and Hollywood, California. If you look closely, you can see palm trees in the backgrounds of some shots. Yes, you can. Yep. Like the scene above where Laurie walks Tommy Doyle to the Myers house. Yep. Haddonfield is named after co-writer and producer Deborah Hill's hometown of Haddonfield, New Jersey.
1: I knew that as well. That's cool. I
0: want to th- throw in this little tidbit. Uh, there's this YouTuber who goes by the name of Adam the Woo, and he has a great channel. And one of the things he likes to do is he'll go to uh, places where movies were filmed, and he, like he, and filming locations and such. And one of the yep. movies that he did was this first Halloween movie. Nice. Because it's because he lives in California, so he just you know it's not that far from him, and he goes and checks all these out. So it's really interesting.
1: That's actually really cool. I wouldn't mind checking out these neighborhoods and walking some of the street. I'd like to go down the street and hopefully they still have the hedges where she's walking with the with the girls, and then they see Michael Myers up in the distance. Remember that? And then, oh, when
2: he's like behind the hedges. And yeah, stuff?
1: yeah, and he kind yeah. of and then he kind of pulls back, and he's not there. Yeah, that's I, I'd love to Lori. walk. Lori.
2: He wants to ask you on a date. Yeah. <laughs> I love that part, dude. Yeah. Annie, he trips me out every time, dude. Yeah,
1: Movies do this all the time too. They'll film somewhere. Uh, and then, but it's, and say it's somewhere completely different. We see it. Like uh, I know a lot of, a lot of what happened in X-Files was supposed to be all over the country. However, it was mostly shot in Vancouver, you know? Right. Yeah. Yep. So it happens all the time. Uh, but if you've got a keen eye, you'll see things like the palm trees in the background going, Hey, wait, palm tree in Illinois. What
0: I still, I still to this day remember when because it it made news here because this is when X Files was huge. Yeah, that they were going to have a story that was taking place not too far from here. I think it was going to be in Asheville or somewhere like that. Yeah, and so it made all the newspapers here. And then they made sure to note that yeah they barely filmed anything here though. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. That's yep. so heartbreaking. Uh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Number four. Uh, the production was incredibly short. I knew this as well because I I was a huge fan of film. I really wanted to like direct write films. Um. When when I dropped Me the too. uh my my thoughts on the Scream film, I talk about how uh the Scream script. I loved the movie Scream so much that I literally studied the script, how it was written, how the Dude, the, the I want to too, bro. I had Kevin Williamson's script and it was the pa- – like I literally studied it. I knew this film. The way it was written is how I knew it. So when I watch it, I literally see the script play out in front of me. Um, so I know a lot of these kinds of little quirky things like, hey, Halloween only took 20 days to shoot. The uh, 20-day shoot commenced in the spring of 1978, and the film was released in October of the same year. The seasonal restrictions created some interesting hurdles for the production. Dozens of bags of fake leaves painted by production designer Tommy Lee Wallace uh, were reused for various scenes. Others may notice that the trees that line the streets of the fictional Haddonfield are fully green instead of autumn... Uh- Autumnally Autumnly. Autumnly colored. Thank you. Jeez. Uh Carpenter initially wanted to somehow change the trees too, but budget restraints kept him from making them seasonally correct. Nowadays, I'm glad that, I didn't that would say be that a big for the deal. last one because
2: I was about to. <laughs>
1: <laughs> autumnly. I don't know what was wrong with me there for a second. I was like, a <laughs> <"A-tum-bleh." laughs> <"A-tum-bleh." laughs> <"A-tum-bleh." "A-tum-bleh." laughs> Broccoli. Uh,
0: you know what's good about this, though, is that they actually released this movie in October.
1: Yeah. They pulled uh, one it of off. the things
0: that hurt my soul when I was going back, and uh, I actually went back and read some facts about Hocus Pocus. And uh, you would think the movie would have been originally released in October, but no, they released it during the summer for some stupid reason.
1: <laughs> yeah, I remember that.
0: Yeah. So, uh, you ready for the next one? Let's do it. The script didn't call for a specific kind of mask. Yep. Uh, this is one that I actually already mentioned, and I feel smart and part of the group for knowing this. Uh, the, <laughs> <laughs> the mask for Michael Myers was only described as having, quote unquote, the pale neutral features of a man. And for the movie, the design was boiled down to two options. Both were cheap latex latex masks painted white and bought for under $2 a piece. That part is astounding, right? They only spent two bucks on this. Yeah. A uh, local toy store is by Wallace. One was a replica mask of a clown character called Weary Willie that was popularized by actor Emmett Kelly. And the other was a stretched out Captain Kirk mask from Star Trek. Carpenter chose the whitewashed Kirk Kirk mask because of its eerily blank stare that fit perfectly with the Myers character.
1: What does that say about Captain what does Kirk's that eyes. say about me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think this is probably one of the more famous uh, pieces of fact in this film is is the mask. There's something on the wing. Now, what uh, maybe m- many people don't know, unless you really notice it or you're a fan of the films, is that it's not the same mask every time. Every, nope. I-, I feel like after that, there was something that had to do with copyright infringement. So they had to change it slightly each time. Uh, and so even the one that we're going to see in the one coming up, I believe, is, complete, is still different than the one from the first one.
0: Yeah, it is.
1: It's a little piece of But, they, but they
0: do a good job of making the maskles seem really similar, though, yeah. from what I
1: understand. Yeah, for so. sure. For sure. Uh, Carter, what's up next?
0: All right. <clears throat> now, this one I I sort of knew but
2: didn't know fully. Uh, Carpenter named many of the characters in Halloween after acquaintances or influences. Uh, Michael Myers came from the British film distributor who helped put out Carpenter's previous movie, Assault on Precinct 13, in the U.K., Nice. while Laurie Strode is named after one of his ex-girlfriends. Didn't know that. (laughs) Tommy Doyle is named after a character from Alfred Hitchcock's Rear Window.
1: I did know that that. because I love that film.
2: I I love Rear Window, too, but I didn't – I guess I never made the connection. Uh, and Sheriff Lee Brackett, I did know this one. And Sheriff Lee Brackett is named after sci-fi novelist and screenwriter Lee Brackett, who wrote classics like The Big Sleep, oh. Rio Bravo, and The Empire Strikes Back.
1: Big Sleep is such a good a good film. Yeah, it is. Oh, so is, so, so is Empire, Empire Strikes, Strikes Back. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yes, yeah, so so is that film, I guess.
0: You know the best Star Wars movie,
1: <laughs> Johnny? Have you seen Rear Window? Was there a remake? Uh I know they did one they did a uh do you know the movie suburbia?
0: I know of it I never saw
1: it. It was it was it was fashioned at the one with uh, Shia LaBeouf. It was oh, fashioned disturbia? after rear oh disturbia that's what it is not suburbia yeah. disturbia. It's fashioned after rear window but rear window uh had uh what's his name? Oh man. Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart, thank you. Uh Clarence uh, yeah, I know
0: who Jimmy Stewart is. Yeah,
1: it had him. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. After yeah, all. the dude he broke his leg. He's a photographer, a photographer, and he's stuck in his apartment in a wheelchair, and so he takes to spending his time looking out uh, his back window at this courtyard of of apartment complexes, uh, using his his telephoto lens to kind of see what's happening in people's lives in the windows, and he starts to kind of get a feel for these different characters, uh, and then one night he thinks he witnesses a murder. Uh, And it goes from there. It's really good.
2: They use that concept for a lot. Like Fright Night is kind of like that, too. Yeah, the idea. And uh, the third Mimic film is very much like that, too.
1: Yep. Uh, But I love it. I love Hitchcock films. So Rear Window is one of my favorites. Uh, Anyway, back to Halloween. Halloween's iconic floating POV shots were done using a Panaglide camera rig. Um, I didn't know this, uh, but I can understand why. Uh, The Panaglide was a competitor to the now ubiquitous – what is wrong with me today? (laughs) (laughs) You had a rough day. (laughs) The ubiquitous Steadicam, which allowed the camera to be fitted to a camera operator for far-ranging and smoothly unbroken shots. Carpenter loved it because he could shoot copious amounts of footage in one day to make up for the film's minuscule $300,000 budget. Halloween was among the first films to use the Panaglide alongside films like Terrence Malick's Days of Heaven. Um it is it, that was one of the things I love about the film too. It's it's a beautiful like for it to be an indie film and a horror film, it's still shot beautifully. Do you know what I mean? I've never seen it but I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> well, was, it, yeah. Yeah, it, I think it like some of the
2: there's some stu- there's some stuff in Halloween that like transcends yeah. you know the horror genre like it's just beautiful
1: looking i'm a huge fan of uh continuous tracking shots huge fan if you can
2: especially pull- when there's actors in them when
1: there's actors and sequences and all kinds of things happening if you can pull that off in one shot to me, it's just – it's 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 one of those perfect moments. Do you know what I mean? Are you
0: like talking about like the – Snake eyes, dude. Yeah. I was going to say like that Daredevil yes. episode. Yes. In, in, in the, the hallway fighting. Yeah.
1: Yes, where there's no cut. There's no breakaway. You constantly right. – And throughout Halloween, there's many – instances where that happens and that's what they're talking about here is they use this specific rig to keep it steady and follow the action around and not have to cut all right let's move to this angle or let's get around this you know what i mean
2: you must love rope then dude what is it rope rope you never seen rope it's an alfred hitchcock movie
1: maybe not it's,
2: all, it's all continuous shots like that like the only time he cuts like he'll he'll go behind a piece of furniture
1: Oh, you man. know, and
2: he'll put the cut there yeah, and then yeah. he'll, the camera will come back around dude, and the dude, scene will still be playing. It's oh, a dude,
1: a lot of his films did that. He was a he was a huge proponent of those continuous shots. I, see, I I love it. To me it's just it's awesome. I love him.
0: That's a great movie, man.
1: Heck yeah. All right, Johnny, what do we got next? Number 8.
0: One character was named after another famous movie character. Yeah. Uh, Donald Pleasant's character, Dr. Sam Loomis, was named after the character of the same name from of course Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. Yep. Curtis's mother, Janet Lee, appeared in Psycho as Sam Lewis's girlfriend, Marion, and was killed in the film's famous shower scene.
1: Yep, I knew that. For,
0: for the yep. Loomis character in Halloween, Carpenter originally wanted either Peter Cushing or Christopher Lee, uh, but both passed on the film because the pay was too low. Uh, could you imagine? Yeah. Like, I, I know about those characters, and I like them both quite a lot, so it'd be wild. Uh, Pleasance would go on to appear in four Halloween sequels, uh, concluding with Halloween Six, the Curse of Michael Myers, which was released after his death in 1995,
2: and which is the one where Paul Rudd plays Tommy Doyle.
1: Yep. Another little piece of of um of of trivia that um with this whole thing with her mother Janet Lee, uh, who ends up getting killed in Psycho, the famous shower scene. Janet Lee shows up later in Halloween, um, as the is it she a traveling nurse or something? Member, do you remember this Carter? It's H two O. Uh, do you remember she comes you, up and she talks to she talks to Jamie Lee Curtis's character like out in the driveway for a little bit? They talk yeah. a little bit, and then in the background, the car that's I don't know if it's her car or maybe the car that's driving by. It's
2: Marion, yeah, it's Marion Crane's car in Psycho.
1: Yes, it's it's so cool when you see that, and yeah. if you listen very carefully, the score starts to play the Alfred Hitchcock Psycho score music. That's some good stuff, guys. Yes, sir. Nice. nice. These are
2: all good little tidbits we've
1: uncovered so far. This one's uh, super easy for you, Carter. What do we got?
2: Uh, most of the main cast provided their own wardrobe, which <laughs> I didn't know. Uh, Curtis bought her costumes at J.C. Penny, all for under $100. Can huh. you imagine? Like This must have been the, gl- the glory days of indie filmmaking.
1: <laughs> I was going to say, a lot of indie like, films, they would just wear their own clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. All right. What's going on next, Chris? Uh, let's see. The Thing makes a cameo. One of the scary movies that Lindsey Wallace watches on TV is the 1951 version uh, of The Thing, aka The Thing from Another World. Carpenter would later remake The Thing in 1982, though his version is more heavily based on the source material, a 1938 novella by John W. Campbell Jr. called Who Goes There. Uh, I did know I would this. I not
2: recommend you watching that movie, Johnny. <laughs> you do or don't? I don't. Yeah, you do okay, not want to watch you.
1: the thing. That would,
0: it's too much. Oh,
2: you don't, yeah, you don't want to watch the thing, Johnny.
0: Is that the one with the iconic movie poster of like the yes. the guy out in the snow, but you don't see his face? Yep. Yep. Yeah. That poster's freaking sweet, though. I it will is, say that. It is amazing. Yeah, it
1: is. And I, I had that
2: hanging up over my garage, too.
1: It is a great piece of cinema as well. Like, if you were able to get past that kind of stuff, I think you'd appreciate it for what it was like, how it was done.
2: Yeah, Johnny. That's the one thing about the about carpenters. The thing is that, like, special effects wise, it was way ahead of its
1: time. Big time.
0: Like way ahead of its time.
1: Cool. Cool. Nice.
0: I like the poster. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got next, Johnny? <laughs> All right, Michael Myers is played by three different actors. Yep. Uh, Michael Myers was primarily played by actor Nick Castle who was Carpenter's friend from USC film school and who would go on to co-write Carpenter's 1981 film, Escape from New York. Oh. But it was also played by production designer Tommy Lee Wallace whenever needed. When Myers is a mask at the end of the film, he is played by actor Tommy, uh, Tom, uh, let me try that again. He is played by actor Tony, that's the name I was going for the first time, Morin, who would go on to appear in guest spots on TV shows like The Waltons and Chips. Uh, just so you guys know, I have seen both The Waltons and Chips. Uh, Moran was paid two hundred and fifty dollars for a day's work in a single shot in Halloween. Wow!
2: Uh, Nick may- Castle also directed The Last Starfighter. Yep. And Major Payne.
1: Oh, I didn't know oh, that. that. We're talking. I yep. did not know that. That's funny, dude. Yep. The same actually, guy that did The, the Last Starfighter. Convention,
2: and I didn't do it. I should have done it. I wanted. I would to have, have
1: done it just to talk time. to him about Major Payne. It was.
2: It was just after they had announced that he was going to play Michael Myers again in the new halloween so his table was swamped the whole weekend
0: i didn't know the major pain thing that he he just made a new fan
2: dude i wanted to get my major Payne signed because that was like a, a significant part of my childhood <laughs> i think
0: i could i think i could if he's still in
2: there he ain't happy <laughs> <laughs> i love that
1: movie <laughs> oh Carter, what do we got number 12
2: uh See, the Myers house was relocated in the 1980s. I didn't know that. I didn't either. Halloween fans looking to see the Myers home in its original location are out of luck. In 1987, it was relocated from its location at 709 Meridian Avenue in South Pasadena, California, after it was slated to be demolished. The home is now located at 1000 Mission Street in South Pasadena and it won't be going anywhere. Sweet. The home was named a historical landmark. Nice. Should be. In the city of South Pasadena, not only because of its cinematic history, but also because the house itself dates back to 1888. Wow. And is thought to be the oldest surviving residential structure in the city.
1: No shit. I didn't know that. See, just hearing that now makes me interested in who owned it before. Who built it? Like, what's the history of the house now? I bet you could be. And who that... would be
2: stupid enough to, like, oh, no, I don't want to live here anymore? What? 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 what?
1: Well, I don't think it was considered the Michael Myers house then.
2: (laughs) We actually, here in North Carolina, we have a Myers house and uh, they go around to all the conventions uh, in the state and stuff. stuff. I've got a couple of t-shirts and whatnot from them.
1: That's pretty cool. I like it. All right. Number 13, my lucky number. At the time of shooting, the house really was abandoned. Uh, The scenes of the Myers house looking dilapidated were actually how the crew found it. And they shot it as is. I didn't know that, and that's freaking awesome. I didn't either. It wasn't until the last shot on the last day of production, which is actually the first shot in the movie, that the entire crew banded together to paint the house and dress it with furniture to make it look lived in. Wow. So
2: that's why the house looks so shitty when when you <laughs> see it at the beginning of the movie.
1: <laughs> that's awesome, dude. Because if, do-
2: if you watch the opening shots of Halloween, like, the house doesn't really look that
0: good.
1: Right, right.
0: That really really does fascinate me about movies, too, is uh, a lot of these movies that we hold dear, uh, like they got lucky on some things like they just they lucked out and found this house.
1: Yeah. Yeah. For
0: this movie. There's all kinds of all kinds of movies that we love that have stories very similar to this where they just happen to walk, you know, walk on to something that was perfect for the movie.
1: Right. Well, think about just the mask, just the the, the fact from a little bit ago, like the costume designer went into a store grabbed a few, and one of them happened to be the William Shatner mask, which they would- paid
0: four, paid $4 in total for two yeah, masks.
1: So it's pretty insane. Yeah. Uh What do we yeah, got next? All right,
0: uh, Carpenter completed the entire score for Halloween by himself in only three days.
1: I did know that
0: the director yep. usually does all the music for his own films. I uh, Actually, I didn't know he did that. That's how little I know. He, d- and he is- does,
2: dude. And it's awesome.
0: That's pretty cool. And his theme for the movie came from a simple drumming exercise for the bongos that his father had taught him when he was a child.
1: Oh wow I didn't know that. That's cool.
2: That is cool. I didn't know
1: that. So is that tap 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 tap, you know, to learn bongos.
2: Dude, that's that's like that score, that piece of music is almost more iconic than the film itself.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent true. And it's so simple. It's such a simple
2: his scores always are but they're so like uh his music for Christine oh yeah is like so minimalist but it's just
1: oh that's God, the point man. it's so minimalist but he hits these chords and he hits the like this this mood with what he plays he knows how to literally mess with your nerves you know what i mean Have
2: you guys have you guys listened to any of his albums he's put out 3 albums
1: No I mean aside from the score of the film no
2: Yeah two two are original music that he did with his son and then one is a bunch of covers of his iconic theme scores like Christine and escape from New York and Halloween and stuff. His music is awesome, man. I'm telling you, you could literally put on one of his records and just write a screenplay like to the music.
1: Nice. That is awesome. Uh, last one. Here we go. Take us away. Is it me or Johnny? It's you, Carter. Okay. That's
2: what I thought. Uh, Carpenter film, new scenes after the fact. I did know this. Uh, to fill a two-hour time slot needed for television broadcasts of Halloween, Carpenter filmed additional scenes during the production of Halloween two, which Carpenter co-wrote and co-produced but did not direct, that primarily featured Donald Pleasence and Jamie Lee Curtis. The new scenes included Dr. Loomis at a hearing to review young Michael's incarceration at the sanitarium and confronting a young Michael in his room, Loomis discovering Michael has escaped and scrawled the word, the word sister on his door, And a concerned Lori asking her friend Linda about the man she keeps seeing around their neighborhood. Interesting. Um, I actually have um, an old VHS copy of Halloween that was was a release for the 20th anniversary. Yeah. And the first tape is straight up the movie. Um, And the second tape is the TV version with all of this stuff cut back into the movie. I
1: don't think I've ever seen this version. That's really kind of – I got it. This is something now I have to see.
2: It's pretty cool, man, especially with them inserting the sister part yeah. into the first movie to create the lore. instead of yeah. you learning it in the second movie if you watch this version. Right. Um, and since you love Scream, I've got another little piece of trivia that we'll finish this off with.
1: Bet you I know it.
2: Uh, th- no, this is this is one you've got to kind of think about.
1: Is this the McKenzie's? No. OK.
2: Um. Remember when they're at the, the scene at the party at the end when Randy yeah. is explaining the rules? Oh, yeah. And he does the whole when the bit, you know, the jokes, all the jokey stuff. Happens. I'll be
1: right back. I talk you know. about, I talk in my review, in my thoughts on this film. I talk about how I love that they literally use Carpenter's score during this segment of the film. It just exactly it just underlies just the fact that everything he's saying is these are rules that we only became accustomed to because of John Carpenter. He kicked this Wrong. off. Oh Wrong. no! What? Go
2: back and watch halloween laurie smokes weed in the car with annie and she's the final girl boom
1: oh you're right you're right
2: so carpenter himself even broke the rules but they have what they what's interesting about is they have halloween going on in the background while randy's explaining the rules which is interesting because sydney sleeps with billy which breaks the rules which is exactly what laurie did in halloween
1: yeah that's true. That's true. That's actually a pretty cool little piece of trivia. The one I was referring to is in in the movie Halloween, uh, as towards the end, um Johnny run down You don't know this. Yes, you don't know this, Johnny, but there's the the scene is is where Myers is now coming after Lori. She's at the house babysitting the tube kids, um, and she realizes this guy's coming to kill them, and she tells these kids run down the street, go down to the Mackenzie's, in Scream. At the very beginning of the film uh, when when uh, Drew Barrymore meets her untimely fate and her parents come home disoriented not knowing what's happening, the father tells the mother, "Run down to the street, go to the Macken, run down the street to the Mackenzies call the police and it's that it's a direct reference to Halloween yep boom boom so anyway, there you go folks Halloween facts you may not have known uh, I'm a 100 bear- percent guarantee you learned some things about us today that you definitely didn't know uh and if you're a patron listener uh there's a little piece of audio that came from before this recording you're definitely get going to get to know us a lot better than you should uh and, it, and, it's, <laughs> and it's definitely very scary to listen to so take keep a keep an ear out because that's coming in the next day or so on patreon as part of our 31 days of treats for you guys uh, before we head out of it's, here, you guys have that anything. A trick. <laughs> that <a trick. laughs> no, that's a trick. So have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anything you guys have uh, left to say before we head out of here? I'm done. I'm done too. No, I'm good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks too much for listening. Again, head over to Patreon if you want to uh, support the show and help keep our lights on and listen to some cool, fun, extra audio. Uh, it's, it's Patreon, History Creeps. Um, Other than that, thanks so much for listening. For Johnny Townsend, for Carter Johnson, this is Chris Chavez. As always, Creepers, we love you guys. Thanks so much for listening. And don't forget to stay creepy.